Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and welcome to The Dairy Age, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode, we're focusing on udder health and the importance of maintaining low somatic cell in our dairy herds. I spoke to mastitis expert and dairy advisor Don Crowley, who had some great tips and advice. And he first explained what high somatic cell is an indicator of. Fundamentally, a high somatic cell count is a level, an indication of the level of infection that's inside that cow or in that particular other. Um, within a cow with a high somatic cell count, it will predominantly affect one quarter. So when we're dealing with somatic cell count, we need to identify then which bacteria then is causing the problem, which gives us the indication of where this problem then is coming from. And then we can line up our, our source of attack then after that. What would be the most common infection um, that we'd see within Irish dairy herds? I suppose predominantly the Staph aureus would have been the number one bug but a bacteria that would have been seen and cultured. But in recent years, we the level of Staph aureus has dropped in the national herd because from through culling and through very good work and 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 there, but there is, has been an increase in strapubris within herd. We'll find some stra- E. coli, streptocystis and streptogalactia, but the two predominant bugs would be Staph aureus and strapubris, um, which would be the predominant in the national herd. And in terms of Staph aureus, what is negating this, and how is this um, appearing in the cultures? I suppose Staph aureus has been predominantly. Um, a contagious bug. It's a co-associated bacteria, so to spread from cow to cow in the milking parlour. And I suppose in the quarter area, we we had been keeping on to a lot of these chronic type cows, which were passing infection on during the milking process. Now that we are in the expansion phase, there's been a good bit of culling, a lot of heifers coming in. There's been a more move to the strepubris, which is an environmental type bacteria. And the main areas that lead to this is the environment with which the cows live in, which is the limiting factor is a lot of houses are overstocked, causing an environmental pressure on the cows. And as somatic cell counts reduced, it, they seem to be more predisposed to a strapubris type mastitis. If we just consider where we are at the moment, um, we're, we're in the first few weeks of rect- lactation, really. Um, what sort of somatic cell levels are we seeing on farms directly after calving and in the first few weeks of lactation? So anyway, we're seeing big variations. We are, in general, the, the somatic cell count at national level is very, very good. Like with Animal Health Ireland's work and Chagas' work, there has been big improvements. But we are seeing big variations. And if if there's a staph aureus infection inside the herd, you will generally see cows calving down with a higher cell count. With a strepubris type infection, you will have lower cell count but a higher incidence of clinical mastitis. And you so you'd see low cell count herds. 100, 150,000, but could have a significant incidence of clinical mastitis. And the issue is they're seeing it, this mastitis, and picking it up before it gets into the tank. So it's not having an impact on the tank then. Whereas staph aureus can be a subclinical mastitis, no clots, but a high cell count. So it can be more difficult to pick it up. So having a bigger influence then on the bull tank. In terms of um, the the higher level of somatic cell that we might observe on farms, like if you talk, if we talk through the practices on farms at this time of year, what are the main contributing factors to high somatic cell? You mentioned the environment and the the, the maybe higher stocked um, cubicle sheds, but but besides that, is there any other main factors? We have the stocking net, as we mentioned earlier. The other thing is maintaining a good cubicle bed, clean, dry, 
you know, the, the usual, which is very, very important. And using a disinfectant lime in it once a week will keep the bacterial challenge low in the bedding area. I suppose the other t- two areas to watch is the calving area, the calving beds, the calving area, communal calving boxes becoming more, more help, I suppose, more, um, you'd see them more regular because they're a, a big help for labour, but they can contribute a lot more than to infection. So the use of internal teeth sealer at drying off is a big area to mitigate against that. I suppose the big factor really is inside the milking parlour itself. The practices that are um, exhibited in during the milking procedure at early lactation are crucial. Um, if you're handling cows, you must wear gloves. Pre-spraying and dry wiping is a huge help to remove the bacteria off the teeth before you apply the cluster. Um, disinfecting the cluster in paracetic acid after high cows helps greatly to mitigate against the spread because an infected cow will spread it to the next eight cows, next eight rows through an infected liner. So she, an infected cow can potentially do a lot of wreck inside the herd. And it makes not, and a very good teeth dip, post dip with high emollients, but put on properly at 15 mils per cow per milking. That's one big factor out there, farm level. The equipment for applying post milking teeth spraying is inadequate and there isn't enough being put on, which to maintain good teeth condition. Okay, so in just in terms of the advice there, just to kind of sum it up a little bit, you know, in terms of the, the cubicles and the calving units, you know, make sure that um, the cubicles are adequately, adequately limed, um, the bedding in the calving area, you know, is is clean and I suppose change regularly. And I suppose a particular emphasis on the on the milking procedure um, and the management um, of the, the other health around that. Um, I suppose then if we just move to the whole lactation for a few minutes, Don, in terms of the national dairy herd, um, has the level of somatic cell increased or decreased in the last, say, five years within the national herd? There's been a dramatic reduction. I mean, like, to be fair, to, to the work done with Animal Health Ireland and all the advisors and everyone around it, there has been a dramatic reduction. If you put all the milk into one pot and took the somatic, the somatic cell count in the national herd is running about 170, 180,000 which is a fantastic improvement on previous lights. So there's been a steady reduction every year in somatic cell count in the National Herald. Just to interrupt you for a second, Don, you know, when you're saying it has dramatically declined, can you give a figure? Have you an idea of, say, what it was five years ago? or The National Herald would have been about 230, 240, 250 in, 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 you know, around that time. So, you know, there has been a dramatic reduction. The farmers have worked hard at it. They've called. They've used herd, the heifers coming into the herds diligently. Like the fear was that expansion would and culling would have been taken out of. But they have used the heifers well, and they've mined them. And I suppose it is one of the issues we have to mind going forward: is our heifers coming far into the into the herd. Because there is a higher incidence of mastitis coming through in them, and we just have to watch them. Um, and, and, and in terms of um, higher somatic cell, there was there would be a link, um, and I think that research has shown a link between high somatic cell and lower profitability. Can you quantify that in in a euro uh, value term? In general, the two main cost effectors are coming. You're talking about I think it's one point two, one point three cent per litre for every hundred thousand over hundred thousand um, in somatic cell count. And that's made up primarily in for every 100,000, you go over 100,000, you lose 2% in milk yield, in the potential yield that's in the cow. And the extra costs that are included in there are veterinary costs, last milk yield, um, the um, lower lifespan of the cow, higher culling rates, 
these and you're not reaching the full potential then of your herd because it's not maturing. So you're not getting the full output of those herds as they as they increase. So they're not hitting four, five, six lactations, giving that. And that's that's what this high somatic cell count is doing. These cows are leaving the herd earlier and they're damaging the milk producing tissue inside the rest of the herd. So it is a significant financial cost. If we consider that uh, 5,000 on a 5,000 litre cow, it works out at about 75 euro. So that would be 75 euro for milk alone, um, which is quite significant. You know, you know, considering it over a 100 cow herd, um, you know, there's huge financial implications. When we look at um, the level of milk recording in Ireland, there a lot of farmers are milk recording now. And if you consider um, Herd Plus gives a, a comprehensive uh, report um, on the on all milk factors, really. And um, somatic cell is one of those. Um, what advice could you give farmers um, in terms of how they can use their report to improve other health and somatic cell on farms? I thought the first thing I mean, is that you have to do an early milk recording. Herd Plus are doing, through Animal Health Ireland, are doing this cell check um report which analyzes how your dry period worked and the first milk recording must be done within 60 days of the first cow calving to analyze how your cows have ca- have done during the dry period it'll analyze the cure rate it'll analyze the new infection rate and it'll analyze the infection rate of the heifers so the first thing is that your first milk recording should be done within 60 days of the first cow calving the other thing is the early milk recording will identify these high cows so at least you will help work them early to prevent them from spreading the infection to other cows. You know, the, this case of waiting until all the cows have calved before a milk record, at that stage, there's too much damage done. So I, I would be thinking for the majority of herds, they should be trying to get their first milk record done by the 15th of March. And analysing that cell check report sheet to look at dry cure rate, new infection rates and look at the heifers. That's crucially important. Can, can we just uh, rewind back there? You mentioned the if we milk record within 60 days, we can identify the cure rate. Can you just explain what you mean by that, Don? So basically what this is doing is looking at cows that I dried off at over 200,000 last autumn. And what percentage of them calved down under 200,000 this spring? The cure rate should be 85%. And it looks at the new infection rate as well. So the cows that I dried off at less than 200,000 last autumn, what percentage of them calved down over 200,000 this spring? That should be less than 10%. And it also looks at the heifers. What percentage of my heifers are calving down over 200,000? And the target is that they should be less than 15% of my heifers calving down on, uh, over 200,000. And they're very good parameters and they're, they're great benchmarks to work your herd off of. You, you've been to a lot of farms and you've you've looked at where, you know, somatic cell is very low, but you also look at, at uh, farms that have, you know, chronic somatic cell problems. You know, based on what you've seen, um, what advice can you give farmers to main a con- maintain a consistently low somatic cell across the year? You know, what are the practices that make farmers good in terms of um, animal health? It's the little things in it. It's changing the liners every 2,000 milkings. It's wearing the gloves good paw spray, you know, making sure the liner, watch the infected cow. Don't underestimate the impact that she can have, in particular to low cell count herds. When cows get mastitis, you need to disinfect those clusters after or else segregate her until last and treat her right. And if you're going treating them, treat them hard and treat them early. And early identification is very, very important. But it's the little things that make the difference. It's like running the scrapers every three hours, eight times a day, especially now in this area with the amount of cows that have calved. 
It's the little things, but early intervention is the crucial thing and, and preventative measures as much as you can. Finally, Don, um, there, farmers are selecting bulls for the upcoming breeding season um, at the moment. Um, you know, if they were to focus on, say, mastitis and low somatic cell in terms of the genetics of their cows, is there anything that you would um, advise them to focus on within the sub-indexes of the EBI? I saw the two things that I, the, the three things that I look at him when I was looking, that I would be saying to farmers, you have to look at the health index inside this. In most a positive health index, it's built on somatic cell count and mastitis, and it's built on lameness, with the predominance being the mastitis bringing up the big percentage inside in that index. And like if you look at Dunaberry's work, the health index is going to be the way forward from maintaining the herd. The second thing is I would look at is look at milking speed. Be very careful of putting free milking bulls on top of free milking cows. The, I'm seeing a lot more incidents of mastitis in heifers due to the openness of heifers. And the third thing is to look at is just look at teeth length. Just be careful of short teeth, uh, hard to milk out, heifers holding onto this milk, then getting this um, environmental mastitis. They're the three parameters I would be looking at. Temperament follows a little bit, but that generally sorts itself out. They're the three I would be looking at. That's great. Thanks very much, Don. No problem, you're welcome. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Don Crowley for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey, and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.